This is the Impact Church Podcast. Here at Impact, we believe a powerful word at the right time can help you overcome any challenges you are facing. Wherever you are listening or whatever you're going through, we pray this message speaks exactly to your need. Enjoy. Give it up for our choir. Praise the Lord. Praise team, bringing it in. Bringing us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. So excited to be with you all this morning and in the house. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? I can look out there barely and I can see some hands, you know, just excited to be in the house of God. I remember where we were last year, and it wasn't quite like this, amen? But it's so good to have the opportunity and the freedom woo, to come out and worship him and have the opportunity to give him praise. Will you stand on your feet and give him praise for that today? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. worship you, Lord, together. We're able to gather in your name. God, we're able to sing your praises, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated if you're able. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's so good. So, so good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, as we are getting ready for Easter, which most of us realize as the high holy days for Christians, you know, and, you know, I know we celebrate, the world celebrates everything else. You know, Christmas is big, and even Thanksgiving is big, and uh, St. Patrick's Day is big, and all kinds of things are big, but the greatest thing and the greatest holiday for Christians is Easter or Resurrection Sunday, recognizing that God sent his son to die for each of us and that he loves us so much that he made that sacrifice for us. Amen. And so this morning, as we are getting ready for Easter, and I want to talk to you about really prepping your hearts towards that day, not allowing anything to distract you, but to make the most of what you already have. Amen? So we're going to go ahead. If you have your um, Bible app, and you can open it up, and, and, and it may be a little bit different because God started doing some rewriting this morning, but I want you to hear what God is saying in this hour. Amen? So um, as I was preparing, you know, I started looking at you know, we're getting close to Easter, and I know that uh, many Christians celebrate Lent. And if you're not one that celebrates Lent, Lent is the 40 days leading up to the um, to, to Resurrection Sunday. And that a lot of um, people take that time to say, you know, I'm going to use this time as a fasting time. I'm going to give up a meal. I'm going to, 
eat fish on Fridays or I'm not going to eat meat or something like that during that time so that they can consecrate themselves back to the Lord. And so as we're nearing that, and there's so many distractions, you know, I wanted to get our hearts geared up and ready for the blessing of the Lord and for what he is doing. Because this is the greatest blessing that we could have ever received. If God never gave us anything else, if he, he, there was not one more blessing that he could pronounce, this is the greatest blessing that anyone could ever have. This is the good news. Not just that Jesus was born, but he came, he lived, he died, and that he rose again for all of us. Amen? And so keeping that in front and center in our hearts has got to be so important. You know, there's a lot of things out there that will distract us. How many of you know who this week was named the best director? How many of you know who was, who created the greatest screenplay this, week, this, this year? How many of you heard about Will Smith and Chris Rock? How many of you know that Denzel, <laughs> how do you know that Denzel was nominated for Macbeth? Yeah, it's a couple of you. Because the main event wasn't the main event. I didn't watch the Academies this year. I just happened to miss it. But when I woke up that next morning, the first thing I saw was the, I call it the debacle. <laughs> debacle. I was like, I thought it was an act. I thought it was a play. I thought it was a joke. And then, as the day went on, I went, oh, it wasn't. And it doesn't matter which side you stand on that issue, because it is an issue. And it will make you take a stance, because you'll be on one side one day, and the next day you may be like, well, no. And then on the other side, well, well. And then you go. And it can make you change. But you know what? It really wasn't the matter. That, that was really about celebrating what was the major accomplishments in all of these people's lives? And it was a distraction, a major distraction. When you think about how many people, especially of color, have ever gotten that award, it was overshadowed by something else. And as we're nearing, as Christians, we are nearing that highest holy day. The high holy day that made the difference in our lives, that brings the transformation in our lives. We have got to make sure we keep our eyes on the right thing so that we are celebrating the right thing and not being distracted by the subsequent secondary issues. I know that we, you know, for children, is, and, and when I was growing up, it's all about the egg hunts, the candy hunts, and what we were going to wear, you know. But it's not about that. That's, that's an added extra. It's really about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And everything we do as Christians, it's about Jesus. Jesus. 
You know, I was looking at the scripture and I was recalling, even listening on the Bible app and something hit me so strong and I was like, whoa, this is a story I haven't really heard much of. And I've heard about it, but not quite in this way. And I love when God reveals something to me. When you've read the Bible over and over and you've read it, you know, we read the Bible through in a year, every year. We've been doing that here at Impact Church for the last, what, five, six years. And as a church, we make it our commitment to read through the Bible because that's who we stand on, right? We stand on the word of God. We live by the word of God. That's what we're founded on is the word of God. And if we don't know the word of God, then we won't know how to share that good news with others, right? So, so as we were reading, you know, each time, every time I read the word, something else pops out. And so I was looking at, you know, how many times in scripture did God send angels to announce the birth? How many times did he announce the birth of when he was doing something in the earth and he was going to use a, a child and he chose to use an angel to announce it. There were times that there were prophets that prophesied, but there were times that he brought angels in the earth and he said, this is going to happen and you were bearing, but this is about to happen in your life. Well, I went back and I looked at in Genesis, he did it with Abraham and Sarah. Then in, um, Zach and then in Luke, he did it with Zechariah and Elizabeth to announce the birth of, of uh, John the Baptist. Then uh, in Luke, or all the Gospels actually, Mary. Mary was visited by an angel to announce the birth of Jesus. But then there was one more that I had never really caught in Judges. When Judges and Manoah and his wife they had been barren, and God came to them and sent an angel, and he spoke to them and said, you're going to have a son. And he gave specific instructions, much like that of John the Baptist. And when he's doing something, and, and, and these two were Nazarites. They were called from birth to be what's a Nazarite, which is dedicated to the Lord, set apart to do a specific work for the things of God. And so there were certain rules that Nazarites had to follow. And a Nazarite couldn't cut their hair. They had to eat certain foods. That, um, there was a whole regiment according to their birth. They were sanctified, basically, and set apart to do a work for God. As are we, when we're called and we come to Jesus Christ, we also are set apart. Amen? So we're going to be looking at that scripture, and I want to show you, there were so many responses. I, I love it. Um, imagine an angel comes in your bedroom and says, hey, and say your name, and you think of, you're going to have a child. What? 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 And <laughs> you heard the response up here. Uh, but I want you to think about the response. When Abraham and Sarah heard that, when the angel came to Abraham, Sarah, she laughed. She was like, not today. I'm old. That is a joke. When uh, Zechariah, when he got the word from the angel, he was like, now how will I know this is for sure? How do I know this is for real? So he doubted. I said, okay. The angel was like, you'll know. He was like, give me a sign. How many of us say, give me a sign? He was like, give me a sign that this is going to happen. So the angel said, sure. 
you will be dumb. You will not be able to speak until it's born. That's a sign now. That's a sign. I don't know if I want that sign. But he gave him a sign. So he doubted. Mary, when she was visited by the angel, she responded in faith and said, let it be done unto me what you said, whatever you will. And then she pondered it in her heart. I love those responses. But it's interesting how an angel, God sends an angel and speaks to you directly. And there's all these responses. But I'm old. <laughs> or are you sure? How can I know? Let it be done to me. And then you have Manoah. And we're going to look at Judges 13. Let's look at his response. Let me find my, where I have it. I have everything out here. So in Judges 13, so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to break it down a little bit for you. So like I said, Manoah and his wife, they had been, the wife had been barren. And it doesn't specifically say that he was, that they prayed for a child or anything. But it does let you know some clues about Manoah's life. That this was a man of prayer, that this was a man of dedication, that he was a man that was completely dedicated to God. But it was interesting that God sent the angel to his wife. And so we're going to pick up here now at the scripture where it says, and then Manoah prayed. So by now, the angel has visited his wife out in the field and told her, you're going to have a baby. And this is what's going to happen. When you have this baby, I'm giving you specific instructions. Do not drink. Do not cut his hair. Do not do these things. You must live this way because this child is a Nazarite from birth. And gives her specific instructions. She runs home to tell her husband. And they share, she shares the good news. And here's Manoah's response. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, and he said, Oh, Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we are to do with this child who will be born. Whoa, wait a minute. He said, Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come again. Now, that's a different response. Bring him back, God. I get an angel visit. Now, how many times do you see angels in the Bible, right? Come visit people. Your wife gets the visitation. You're like, bring him back, God. I need to talk to him. Send whoever it was. He didn't know at the moment that it was an angel. So he was like, whoever you sent, send him back, God, so I can have this conversation. I need some clarity. I need some instructions. Because he knew it was a specific event that God, that there was something happening because they had been barren for years. And so all of a sudden we're having a child. Well, well, what am I going to do? Now, his response was the first pray. And in this season, while we're gathering and getting ready and prepper, preparing and thinking about the lamb we may have on our table for Easter or whatever dinner we're going to have and what we're going to have for our children, then this season, take time to pray. Take time to say, God, I recognize that everything I have is yours, but God, I need you to lead me in this season. When you are doing something in the earth, you use your people. And even with Easter coming, as the people of God, listen, we have had two years of, uh, of unprecedented events, right? We need to be on our face. 
God, what are you doing in this season? Our country's at war. I mean, our, there's a war going on in, in, in Ukraine right now. Our country's not at war, but you don't know what's coming. And to be on your face in this season, anytime you take time before God and say, God, give me instructions. What's going on? Let me pull away from what's going on out there and get a little closer to you. And so he, he prayed. And he said, please send the man who, of God whom you sent. Come to us again and teach us what we are to do with the child who will be born. And I love it because you don't always see that. You know, most of the time they would be like rejoicing. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. Wow, God has given a baby. Woo! And in your mind, you're like, look, I'm grown enough. I know what to do with a child. I, I, you have the baby. You take care of the baby. You feed the baby. You don't ever think, Lord, what should I do? Teach me what I should do with this child. What a response. I mean, most of us, when we have, the, is it a boy or a girl? Should we, what's color nursery? When is the baby shower? What do I need to know? Teach me. So he went back to God and said, teach me what we are to do with a child who will be born. What a response. And that stuck out to me because most of the time that's not our response. He could have responded in pride and been like, I'm grown, this is my time, my child, he's going to be junior. <laughs> Boom. Right? Manoa Jr. But he wasn't. He was called Samson. And we've all heard of Samson and his mighty acts. But did we know that Samson was a judge and that he was called to begin to break up the Philistine control over Israel. See, this happened in the time when Israel was in disobedience. But God was constantly showing his love to Israel, saying, even though you disobeyed me, I'm sending, I'm going to send a judge who will rule over you for the next 20 years to break up the the. the um, the oppressive rule that's over you. And so we know that the, uh, it was a start. It wasn't a finish. He was going to start it. Because if you continue on from Judges and you see his life, and the funny thing is about Samson, we hear more about Delilah than we ever hear about Samson. But she has a few chapters, a few scriptures the whole thing of, of, of the whole life of Samson is maybe listed probably in about two chapters, which we magnify and you don't even realize. But this young man, God was using him in all of his feats to bring down the Philistine rule. He had a purpose. He had a plan. And so he said, teach us what we are to do with that child. And so in this season... As we're gathering, we're getting ready for to worship and celebrate the highest holy day. Ask God, what should we do? How can I honor you in this season? What should I do with the time that I have? What should I do, God? What shall I do in this season? It's 2022. Let me not take Easter for granted. Let me not just do it the same way I've always done it. Let me not just be the same as I was last year, but God. What do I do in this season? What do I do with Jesus? Who can I invite? 
Who can I bring to church? Who can I share this good news? Because I'm telling you, Instagram is sharing their good news with anybody. I have never heard so many preachers, and it's not preachers. Everybody's got a word ever since Twitter came out and everybody has followers. I've never heard so many evangelists evangelizing and mixing up stuff. And I'm like, mix, 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 mix. So everybody has a job and everybody has a following and everybody has is evangelizing in some way. How are you going to be able to be the evangelist that God has called you to be? Praying, God, who should I send? What, what neighbor should I bring? What children do I know that need to know about Jesus that can bring their family? Who should I invite? Who should I tell them about the good news? How can I share Christ in this season? And so, Manoah, he goes on, and, he, and God listened, and I love this. It says, and God listened to the voice of Manoah. That means that there was a relationship. It was two-way. God listened. Where do you see that written? Who have you ever, besides Mo, Moses talking to God like a friend, do you ever hear him? It just says, and he listened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not. He was not with her. So the woman ran quickly and she told her husband, Behold, the man who came to me the other day has appeared to me. And Manoah arose and he went after his wife and he came to the man and said, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. And so I want you to first, before you do that, I, I had a point about making the most of what you have. I think sometimes... We think that we don't have enough, that we need God to bless us with more. God, give me more and I'll do this. God, give me this and I'll do that. And I want to encourage you that I want you to look at what you already have. What do you already have that God has given you? Some of us sing. Some of us are good exhorters. Some of us are kind. Some of us are hospitable. Some of us just have a, a, a great gift of giving. Some of us have you know, uh, are just encouragers. What can you use and make the most of for the glory of God? What can you do for the glory of God that will make a difference around you? Because it's not what you don't have, because a lot of times we're like, if you give me this, then I will. But God's like, what do you already have? What are the talents? What are the resources? What is the time? You know, sometimes we forget that time is a gift. That if we recognize that every moment we have, every moment is an opportunity to be a blessing. That every moment that you have with someone is a moment you'll never get again. These same minutes that we sit passively, you know, and maybe even unappreciatively, those are the same moments we'll never, ever again. So as you're preparing, as you're using this time, don't waste that time. Don't squander that moment, but use every opportunity, every moment. Make the most of what you have. 
And as he was talking, as he was praying, and God is answering his prayer, he is making the most of this moment. God answered his prayer. He's using it. He made haste. He got to the man, and he asked him, hey, are you you? Are, are you the guy? And then it continues to unfold. But I wanted to encourage you today, as you're getting ready, make, make that moment, make every moment that you have count. And then whatever you have, time, talent, resources, gifts, family, relationships. Relationships, that's a big one. You know, as we are getting ready for this time, this is a great time for self-examination. You know, we're getting ready to have communion in a little while, and, you know, um, Easter is coming, or like I said, Resurrection Sunday, and it's a great time to check our hearts, do some self-checks. Where's my heart at? Am I offended with anybody? Have I offended anybody? What's going on in my heart? Let me do, am I as close to the Lord as I used to be? Or am I further back? Am I taking steps forward towards Christ or am I going backwards? Let me do a check. Where's my relationship with God? Because, see, our relationship with God is, it's vertical, but it's also horizontal. And so that's where our relationships, it all matters. How are we treating other people? How am I walking? How am I living? Am I dedicating my whole life to the service of Christ? Am I giving him the glory and the honor that I should in my lifestyle, in what I'm doing? And so, I love that man, Manoah said, he prayed and God listened. But then here, lastly, it says, and I can barely see for the spots in my eyes. But, whew, let me stop for a second. All right, and it says, and, and he said, I am. And Manoah said, now. Listen to this response. Now, when your words come true, faith, he believed the man. What is to be the child's manner of life and what is his mission? Whoa, drop the mic. He asked him, what is his life? What is it going to be like? What's his life supposed to be like? And then what is his mission? Imagine if when God gave us a blessing, every blessing that we have, because everything we already have came from God, right? We belong to God, and if we are Christians, we already know that we are God's, right? And so everything we own, everything we have, every resource we're given, it all belongs to the Lord. But imagine as he's blessing us, we go, God, what is to be my manner of life? And what is my mission? What am I here on earth to do? And then, but he did this for his child. He said, what is to be this child's manner of life? Now, mind you, he had no children. He should have been just rejoicing because he had a child. He's got a child. Yay, let's have a, 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 a baby shower. Let's get excited. I should tell everybody we're no longer barren. We got news. God blessed us. But before he got to that excitement, he said, what is to be the child's manner of life? 
What do I need to do? How do I parent this child? It's your child, God, not mine. That was the biggest thing. He was like, hey, you're bringing this child in the earth. This is not my will. This is not because I don't want one, but it's because you, you have a greater plan in the earth. So, God, I recognize that this is bigger than me. And God's blessing on our lives, are it's always bigger than me and my wants. It's always bigger than me and what I want for today or for my life. And God's saying, he was speaking to the Lord when Manoah went to God. He recognized, hey, God, you have something big you want to do in the earth. What is it that you want to do with this child? What's his manner of life? What is his mission? God, I recognize he's yours first. He's not mine. He's not to do my will, but he's got to do your will. And that's how we are. It's not my will, but your will. God, it's not about me. It's about you. And there's a dedication. And there's a service. And there's a sacrifice. And there's a place that God has in Manoah that you can already see. He was dedicated to God. He gave himself first to the Lord. He was dedicated. He was already living a life. And then he went back and said, now, God, what would you like me to do with this child? He didn't get all caught up in himself. He didn't get excited just about the child, but he said, here he is. Tell me what to do. Give me instructions. And the angel followed up and said, do everything. I told you. I told the woman to the detail. Make sure she follows all my instructions. What an amazing thing. Now, this is just a man of God. He didn't know that he wasn't talking to an angel. So it wasn't like he was putting on an act. He thought it was just another brother or sister that was walking around that was godly and gave him a word from the Lord, maybe a prophet. But he was an angel, so he's sitting there preparing, and he wants to give him a meal and make a sacrifice and say, come on and eat with us. And the angel's like, no, I'm not going to eat with you. And as he's making, he said, if you do anything, make a burnt sacrifice to the Lord. And as he's making the sacrifice to the Lord, the angel steps into the fire and And he's gone. And that is the only way he knew. But notice that Manoah's response didn't change. Because he was a man, it didn't change his response about God. Because there was a relationship. There was a place of dedication. There was a place of service. And the scripture doesn't say that he was a priest. It doesn't say that he was a holy man. But his action. His manner of life lets you know what type of man he really, really was. And so I'm not going to say much before you, but I want to remind you those things. As we're getting ready for Easter and as we're preparing to get ourselves in alignment, in preparation for those that, things that are coming. Next week is Palm Sunday, the week after that. Resurrection Sunday, and we're having Good Friday service. Let's get our hearts ready and ripe for the Lord to move in the earth the way He wants to. 
There's some questions we can ask the Lord. Lord, what do you want to do in my life? Father, what do you want to do with what I have? What do you want me to do with what I have? God, what do you want? Um, what do you want to teach me in this season? Let me not just go through this season again in routine. Let me not just go by rote because it's just the thing we do. But Father, teach me. Again, teach me. Remind me. Keep me where I need to be. And I have a couple of scriptures. I just wanted to remind you of, here's one. In Ephesians 5 and 15, it says this. So then, be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as the wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. So I want to just put a few things out there. So God, our Father, he can use whatever you have if you give it to him. So have you made that commitment? Saying, God, everything I have is yours. Everything I have, you can have, God. Does he have all of you and all you have? I want you to imagine what God could do with you if he had it all. And I want to encourage you to give it all over to him today. You may stand on your feet. We're going to go ahead and pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come before you, God, we come, Lord God, in this season, Lord, preparing, Lord, to, to see you, Lord God, let us make the most of what you've given us, what we have. Let us not look for the outside, something out there for you to give us again. Help us to acknowledge and recognize the blessings you've already given that we may be used mightily for your glory, that we may dedicate it all to you, that, Lord, we will not withhold anything. Lord, withholding nothing, but, God, giving it all to you in this season, that, Lord, you may, may bring and bring your good news and on the earth and that we may be used for your glory, for your purpose, for your will. And Lord, we thank you now for our hearts as we prepare and continue to stay in a place of dedication before you, that you may be glorified in the name of Jesus.